Hello and welcome to the latest Clear Cruise podcast. This week we have a ship launch special. Later on today, Andy talks live from aboard the brand new Holland America Line ship, the new Statendom. But first, we join Andy on board Celebrity Edge. Enjoy. So I've been joined by three people who shared the Celebrity Edge experience, Lucy, Gary and Alison. Why don't you introduce yourselves? Uh, I'm Lucy Huxley, Editor-in-Chief of Travel Weekly Group. I'm Gary Lewis, CEO of the Travel Network Group. And I'm Director Brilliant. What did you think of the ship then, people? Uh, well, I can, I can start. I, I mean... It was a lot to see, and uh, it was immediately, I think, really impressive. I thought the atrium area was fantastic. Mm. Um, busier and more lively and a real hub of the ship. I know people always say that, and it's always got a lovely chandelier, but actually this one genuinely had sort yeah. of tiered levels, uh, lots of bars at night time. It really came alive, and I thought that was a fantastic area. Um, on a sort of smaller scale, I thought my cabin was brilliant. I, I really liked those infinite verandas. Yeah, I thought it definitely clever. gave more space, and it was quite nice not to have the aircon on. And you could have, <coughs> the, you could have the, um, you know, the, the, the window open, and you could feel the breeze as as we were sailing along. So um, I could go on, but Gary, you can take over now. What else? <laughs> did, what else did you like? You saw the whole ship. I, the design throughout every area, I think, was was stunning. Yeah. And I felt through. I think. Richard Fane talked about it flowing from area mm. to area and it really felt like that. And when you sat in the middle where the atrium was where the martini bar was, yeah. we were talking about yeah. that, that feeling, it was, it was futuristic but contemporary. Yeah. You know, so it was beautiful. They kept going on about the magic carpet and we, I did the tender, so we oh, went you down did, the magic carpet, yeah. the tendering, and that was incredible. Just the whole experience, the tendering, the magic carpet going up and down, the, um, and then seeing the ship from afar was, was was really remarkable, oh. um, and then I love the cabanas mm. so in that, the retreat. The ones no, they're they're all... the ones they were the cabanas with the, almost like the two of them. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, they, they were amazing, yeah. amazing. Yeah, and they're just the feeling, so you felt inside but outside, yeah. Um, and obviously, that's a really exclusive area, but it, that was just stunning how the design that was all reserved when I went past. Was that you? Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> reserved, <laughs> Gary. Have you been booking the cabanas? <laughs> yeah, oh, only for the travel network members. Alison, did you have a favourite part of the ship? Yes, I think the retreat was my favourite part. Yeah. Really nice, contemporary area, all outside. Uh, obviously, it's exclusive for the suite guests. Um, and the edge filler, I think it's the edge. They've got, oh. yeah. The one way On the 15th yes, deck, yeah. so duplex villa. Mm. Um, and then you get access directly out of the top floor of the duplex villa into the retreat. So it feels like you're on private playground. I loved it. Yeah. And the rooftop garden, no one's mentioned the rooftop garden. I yeah. thought that was very nice yeah, space. And, yeah, and, so, and so I bumped into Tom Wright, who is the designer <coughs> of both the rooftop garden and the magic carpet. Well, he's the architect, so yes. he's the guy that's made it happen. And I asked him if the uh, roof garden had come out how he wanted it to. And he said, just give it another six months so the plants grow oh, up yeah. a bit more. Because it, I think it, you know, it was quite secluded, wasn't it? it was really, and you did feel like you were in, like Ben Fogel talked about it being an oasis. And he just said it just needs the foliage just to be a bit thicker and taller, and then it will be exactly how he wants it. But I thought it was pretty good as it was. Do you know? I was going to say exactly the same thing. I bumped into Alicia Dixon, and we didn't talk about the ship. Did you? Did you speak to Alicia Dixon? No, I was Susan. Okay. 
we should move on. Um, and we haven't spoken about dining yet, and we all had, uh, well, Gary, we were at the same. Petit which, Chef. Le Petit Chef. Nice, so we Petit were at the, Chef. Which was a great dining experience. experience. And actually overlooked the atrium, which made gave that whole atrium area. But did you enjoy the food? Well, well, they, they talk about doing, uh, yeah, this, this thing about gimmicks. Is it a gimmick? Well, that was a unique experience. Yeah. So you couldn't even come up with that as a thought process yeah. for them to put that in place it wasn't a gimmick it was absolutely amazing my kids would love it I loved it my parents would love it everybody would love that experience and we talked about that getting our own houses didn't we yes um, we did we, I've ordered mine immediately <laughs> uh, Lucy you ate slightly different. you didn't eat in the same restaurant as us last night but you enjoyed the uh, food yeah so they've got um, four main dining rooms and uh, I ate in two of them so one was Cosmopolitan and one was Normandy so, uh, and in fact, I was in Normandy last night, which is obviously a French uh, yeah. influence. Yeah. And I think what they do, though, uh, which I hadn't realised, I thought they would have different menus in each one. Actually, what they do is they have a, a, a similar menu okay. or the same menu in each of those four dining rooms, but with a twist relating to that t uh, particular right. one. So actually, if you just want to eat classic steak or chicken or salmon, you can get that. But there were obviously last night there was escargot or there was brie or there was um, some uh, you know gruyere um, tartar. So there was some French mm. influence if you wanted to have something specific, but you could sort of have something more classic if you wanted to. So I guess that's probably appeals to many people. Let's let's finish by talking about that we haven't done so far, which is the naming ceremony with Malala and uh, a very different naming ceremonies to one I've been to before. I don't, don't know if you want to share your thoughts particularly. Very emotional, wasn't it? Yeah. Because she's such an inspirational lady. I think it's a different angle for a godmother than it's been done before. Yeah. Um, so that was really nice to see. Um, just a bit different. Yeah. And Richard Fain actually got quite emotional yeah. himself during yeah, the ceremony. You know, he, 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 yeah, he choked up a bit, I think, as he was describing or, or reminding us all, I think we all know, but of Malala's story of how she was viciously mm. attacked and then survived. And obviously he was saying, you know, thank goodness she did, you know, because obviously we're benefiting today by seeing her as a godmother, but obviously it's much bigger than that, what she stands for. And, you know, she was, she's, she's obviously lived to, to make a difference. And I think, you know, what struck me was them talking about how the ship has been built on a foundation of purpose it's an easy thing to say it's you know you can be fairly sort of throw away with that but i i genuinely feel yeah, that exactly. that comes you know right from lisa down um yeah. and i don't think it's a thing to say just to try and get more people to come and uh, take a cruise on celebrity it it feels genuine and authentic and i think they really really mean it and uh, she said i talked to her yesterday she name dropping name dropping again when i was chatting to lisa you know um <laughs> But she was, she was, I was, I was saying, you know, how do you create such, you know, uh, meaning again for the next ship? And she said, you know what, there are so many people who want to travel with a brand that believes in the same things that they believe in and that wants to do good. We don't need to come up with a new concept for Apex or for the one, the two after that. Actually, they, they need, just need the capacity because they think there's going to be such demand for the style, for the elegance, the modern luxury, or, you know, yeah. because that obviously is fantastic. But with the, but something underneath it, something a little bit more tangible and meaningful underneath, and she thinks that people or consumers are ready for that. And it came through in the naming ceremony, actually, that whole purpose and... Diversity as well, yeah. Discussed, yeah, because the, the female captains. Yes, female crew. Yeah, I didn't know that. There's a mate, so that stat that um, she talked about, because she was saying that the uh, over 30% of the crew on Celebrity Edge are now women. 
And I didn't know how that compared with the rest of the industry. And the rest of the industry, the, the average is 17 to 20%. So what she was saying is they're all, you almost, know, norm, double. almost double what anybody else is doing. And she, you know, she makes the point that in life, everything is 50, you know, men and women is 50-50, so it should be a better balance at sea. But, um, you know, it's quite a hard, it's a long journey to get there, but she's obviously, oh, they're obviously celebrity, obviously you know, doing yeah, a good but, job. But, you know, to have Malala there, to have yeah. somebody, you know, that, that much gravitas and that much emotion attached to a naming ceremony of a ship, you know, in some ways yeah. there's a... <laughs> no, you're right. But how does that, that go? And because of the, the consistent DNA of celebrity, they, they absolutely have clear purpose, they always have in terms of, um, you know, diversity, culturally, you know, but what they do with um, you know, disabilities in their business, mm. the whole, whole culture, which why it resonated so much. Other brands couldn't have done yeah. Malala because it isn't in their DNA in terms of that whole story. I think that's why it was emotional and resonated so well. I did say though that Lisa's set herself up now because yeah, how does how does she? How do, <laughs> yeah, but she said it would be some because you know they they talk about these different values. So obviously, she's representing the education of women, yeah. and there's other things within there, sort of you know, their um, you know like things they're trying to achieve through diversity or. Um, inclusivity so I think there's that it will be someone who who reflects one of their values she said but he um, he said that Malala didn't actually have to do a speech, and she chose to do yes, that. Yeah. And I thought, and I thought she spoke incredible, yeah, she's brilliantly, a great yeah. And, and also a little bit of humour as well at the start, yeah. but, you know, because the whole because they played a a video of um, lots of the female crew that they obviously sent to Malala or to the Malala Fund to try and persuade her to be the godmother, which was saying, please say yes, please say yes, from different parts of the the ship, you know, from housekeeping to the crew to the mm. bridge, whatever. So, um, and she just, the first thing she said wasn't, it was, I, I, I say yes, and of course I had to, because how could I not? Yeah. And I thought that was very, you know, given that, you know, you, you don't get to hear from her very often, um, I thought she was very warm. I wasn't expecting that, so. Yeah, it was a great ceremony, and I guess we're now looking to 2020 for Apex to be named in Southampton. There's obviously a lot going on in 2020. So do you think Edge has kind of set the standard now for new ships or for launch ceremonies or? Oh, I thought they've sort of set the standard for themselves. I think different brands and different cultures will do things slightly different to affect yeah. the brands and cultures. So, yeah, I think they certainly live there. I think it's absolutely set the standard. Yeah, a good ship. Great time. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for your time. Uh, so, I'm joined by two very special people, Paula and <laughs> very Jeff. Very special indeed. Very special indeed. Why don't you introduce ourselves, yourselves to our listeners? Uh, I'm Paula Lacey, Group Commercial and Membership Director for Advantage Travel Partnership. Uh, and I'm Jeff Ridgen, I'm the Head of Cruise at Go Cruise and Fred Olsen Travel. Uh, and we're sitting in Miami, we've just got off Celebrity Edge, uh, the new ship from, from Celebrity Cruises. What did you think? It was stunning. Yeah. Yeah, it was fabulous. I think because we'd come to Miami um, 18 months ago. And yes, of course, for, the re for one of the reveals. For one of the reveals, then you were almost worried that, you know, would it live up to the expectations? Yeah. And I think it absolutely did. Yeah. It's beautiful. 
think the attention to detail that they've put into it is, um, is, is remarkable, actually. I think, yeah, the celebrity fleet, there's always been known for that level of detail, but they've somehow managed to go that bit further with Edge, I think. It's, um, yeah, yeah. it's really made a difference. There's something around every corner to see, and, yeah. you know, it's just, yeah. Yeah, she's a beautiful ship. And I guess what's interesting about the ship is a lot of attention goes to the magic carpet, which is very impressive. But actually, as you leave... That's not your lasting impression of the ship, or it certainly wasn't my lasting impression of the ship. No, no. no I think I mean from a um, from a from a the way that they've used the space. I think again, it's, it's it's a brilliant use of space. I mean, what they've done with the with the Eden Room and the way that that flows and the way that you can walk up ramps around and you know move up and down uh, the, the 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 deck yeah. areas and and how it takes different shapes during the day to the evening. I mean, again, you know, the, the 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 work that's gone into rooms such as that is, uh, is, is, is being mind-blowing. Yeah, the flow just works really well. You know, sometimes on ships you up the floor to go yeah. down the floor and yeah. you kind of don't feel any of that, do you? It just no. flows. It's really very clever the way they kind of get it to work. And even the um, the, the running track, not that obviously I... <laughs> the days you spent on The days I spent on the running track, <laughs> yes. But, I but, did walk around yeah, it this morning, but I haven't run around it. But, but, but again, what, what, a, what a great way of actually doing yeah. the running track to the point where actually you're not just doing circuits on one deck. You're actually able to move up and down you know, um, through through sort of the ramps, as it were. Again, very well thought out. Yeah, I thought the pool area was beautifully done with yeah. the martini glass jacuzzis and a very long swimming pool. I think one of the longest, if not the longest at sea. It's just beautifully done. Yeah, and those cabana areas, I think, again, were... In, um, the, were, were in the retreat. In the retreat yeah. area as well, yeah. Which is clearly my favourite. I know. <laughs> if I do sail, I would have to stay there, of course. Yeah, the two-storey villas are just fantastic. Absolutely. Now. Yeah. The, the bedrooms are obviously different to other bedrooms because of the infinite balconies. What did you make of the, the rooms? I, I found I found it very good actually. I must admit I wasn't quite sure what to expect with the with the technology coming in. Obviously, we have seen some of that technology in the in the river vessels. Yes. Um, but um, but actually, I, I found myself using using that infinite balcony much more than I probably thought that I would actually. And um, you know, the fact that you could actually sit there with the window up if it became a bit breezy as well yeah, was made a, made a difference that you wouldn't normally have. So. Yeah, and then having your little app to play with to open and close the window. Yes, very good. Yes, very cool. yeah. And the, and actually, the panel that I didn't I wasn't aware that it did so much. The panel with the air conditioning on, where you can control the lights and the mood and yeah, everything. And the window. And the window. Yeah, all very good. Um, so you've had a good few days and enjoyed Celebrity Edge. Very much. We've been very well looked after, haven't we? I think yeah, we've, been, we we've been a very lucky group yeah. um, to uh, to be allowed out to visit the uh, visit the ship. Actually, so uh, again, it's it, it, I think sometimes you can say game changer too many times, but this yeah. this one actually has had, a, has had a lot of work that's gone into this, which um, which is quite revolutionary, really. But but in a subtle, classy way. So. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Thank you very much. Thank you. So I'm fortunate enough to be on board Holland America Line's newest ship, the new Staten Dam, and I'm joined by Carly and by Nico. Why don't you introduce yourselves? Okay, I'm Carly Perkins and I'm Senior Marketing Manager for the UK and Ireland for Holland America Line. And I'm Nico Bleigels, I'm Managing Director for Holland America Line in continental Europe, so leading 25 countries in Europe. Wow. 25 countries is a lot. It is a lot. <laughs> we travel a lot. <laughs> uh, the ship looks amazing. Um, so, what, tell us something about the ship. Tell us, you know, what kind of feel, size, that kind of thing. 
She's perfectly sized. <laughs> Seriously. Um, she's the largest ship in our fleet. She takes 2,600 guests. Um, but one of Holland America Line's U USPs is the space per guest. There is so much space per guest on the ship, and we have one member of staff to every two guests. So, you know, the service element is very, very high on, on, on all Holland America Line ships. Um, but she um, is a beautiful new ship. She is the second in the class, and we will have a third Pinnacle class ship joining the fleet in 2021. And we're here in Malaga uh, at the end of. Uh, she's been sailing around the Mediterranean for for a while, and then she goes transatlantic. Is that right? Absolutely. We we are currently sailing to the Caribbean, and uh, the ship will be christened by Oprah Winfrey uh, somewhere in February. And I'm very lucky that the ship will come back to uh, to, the, to Europe uh, early summertime. So May 5th, we will start sailing 13 round trips from Amsterdam to the Norwegian fjords, to the North Cape, to the Baltics, and also to Iceland. So we are very lucky to have the new ship close to our home, uh, to the UK and also to the Netherlands, and to bring a lot of Europeans uh, on board to sail with this beautiful vessel. What I'd like to add to that is, sister ship Koningsdam will be sailing in the Mediterranean next summer so we have two ships looking as beautiful as this in European waters and the Koningsdam is going to be sailing some really immersive uh, 10 to 13 night Mediterranean cruises uh, round trip from Civitavecchia, Rome. So that concludes that we have the two new ship in the yeah, fleet in, in Europe yeah. next yeah. year that means a 21% uh, increase in capacity and so we are very happy to, and excited to have the new ship in Europe. Uh, you, you mentioned Amsterdam and, and that link to Holland is obviously an important historic one. Absolutely, um, absolutely. We, uh, Holland Meeklang was founded in Rotterdam in 1873, so we have a long history. Uh, and we're still sailing the Dutch flag and that's of course for us on the Dutch market uh, important. So we have become somewhere in the 70s or 80s American company, but we still have the European flavour, the European touch. Uh, and a bit of the Dutch uh, flavor as well. The Dutch flag, we sell uh, with a lot of Dutch officers. Uh, we have a lot of Dutch uh, hotel staff on board. Uh, so you'll see some Dutch, Dutch touches uh, on board. And now we're sitting in an Asian fusion restaurant. So does that Dutch influence affect the cuisine or is it is it much more about the feel and, and the crew and stuff like that? I it's, think, oh, sorry. I Go think ahead. from our perspective, obviously having an Asian restaurant on board is important, it's an amazing addition to yeah. the fleet. What we also do on some of the other ships, this is on four ships, um, we have a couple of other ships that when they're sailing in Asia, we create a tamarind pop-up. So guests can have ah, this lovely okay. Asian food on some of the ships that don't have the extra kitchen, the extra facility to actually have tamarind on board. But back to Asia again, um, most of our service staff on Holland America Line are Indonesian and Filipino. Okay. Very important to us and obviously part of the Dutch um, culture to actually embrace these um, these nationalities. Mm. Um, so we have our own training schools in those areas of the world. Um, the staff are trained very, very thoroughly um, and then they come on board and they are very loyal to Holland America Line and wonderful to our guests. Uh, for me, it's one of the most important elements within, uh, within our uh, pillars. Um, it's all about recognition, so our Asian staff is well trained to give recognition to all our guests, they know the names, they, they mention the names every day, and it's interacting with the guests, and that's a very important aspect of our, of our brand. Uh, one of the things that's clear as we walk around is the influence of firstly art, mm -hmm. but also music. So are those two things the key parts of this new ship? We work together with uh, two great companies, uh, with uh, YSA and with uh, Artlink. And on this ship we only invested $4 million in art. 
So uh, wow. you can spend uh, days in looking at all the arts and, and enjoying the arts. It's modern arts we bring on board. Some of our older ships still have old uh, classical style arts, but on this ship we brought in all new art pieces from I think more than 160 artists uh, around the world. So. And that's also a part of the experience we uh, we offer to uh, to our guests. I think one of the big talking points on this cruise has been we have the most amazing statue of David. Um, yes, I've seen pictures yes, of you've David. Seen pictures <laughs> of David, but it's David with an iPhone. So he's made out of resin, so he's completely see-through. Um, but he is holding an iPhone. How so funny. that's all about kind of taking art to a new level and making it amusing, quirky, and giving guests that opportunity to touch, to feel, to actually enjoy the art on board the ship. And, and the music side to things is, is also quite new for Holland America. Absolutely. Right? We created, uh, I think the Koningsdam uh, was the model for, okay. for a concept which we call Music Walk. Uh, and there you can find all kinds of partnerships we uh, created around uh, the world. So with Lincoln Center Stage in the US, we've created a, a, a classical uh, music piece. Uh, with BB King uh, Blues Club in Memphis, we have the BB uh, King Blues Club bands on board. Um, with Billboard on board, we have a kind of crazy piano kind of idea, really? you know, where two pianists uh, play each night, uh, sing-along music. It's great. I it's mean, great. Yeah. And recently great. we signed a contract with uh, Rolling Stone magazine and yes. we've created Rock Room. And what we've noticed, what we've seen over the last couple of days is that, you know, our audience is walking from one to the other one because mm -hmm. if one band is not playing, they walk to the no, other one. No, really. <laughs> so we call that music walk. It's also all close to, uh, to together and, yeah. and it's a nice and very consistent mm. uh, way of bringing the entertainment to our guests. And is that a reflection of the type of guests that you get, do you think? Or is that the kind of guests that you'd like to attract? Or is it just a different angle for Poland America Line? I think our, you know, our swim lines with Holland America Line are really destinations, culinary, um, and culture, art and music. And so really the sort of guests who are looking to see destinations in a premium style really want to engage with those destinations and also have music that they enjoy, food that they enjoy, service that they appreciate, and of course accommodations. We have very, very spacious accommodations on Holland America Line, so those are very much the swim lanes, as you say, that um, we believe that attract our guests to Holland America Line. And we call those guests modern explorers, because they like to learn, oh, they like nice. to experience mm -hmm. and, and, uh, and, and explore. Yes, it's, um, uh, and destination-wise, we've already mentioned you have your newest ships in Europe next year, uh, and other destinations, Alaska you're very well known for, but some newer destinations for next year and the year after? Um, I mean, those exotic destinations like um, Asia, um, cruising Japan, China, um, and Thailand and Vietnam, they are incredibly popular, we do very, very well with those. Also South America cruises, Australasia and New Zealand cruises, we also have a ship sailing down to Cuba now as well. Oh, um, so okay. the beam down one of our smaller ships, she can actually dock in Havana overnight and actually also visit Cienfuegos. So again, we're giving guests a, a, cultural, a cultural experience of Cuba whereby they can enjoy Cuba, enjoy all the culture, the music, but come back to their really nice hotel at sea and enjoy a great dinner, um, great entertainment. So they're seeing it in a very nice style. But we also created a new concept which we call uh, Explorations in Depth. So uh, one of our ships, the Maasdam, uh, sailed uh, September 10th from uh, Fort Lauderdale through the Panama Canal all the way down to Papiti, Polynesia. We did a round trip Polynesia, we sailed to uh, New Zealand, to, uh, uh, to uh, Australia. 
and the ship will sail all the way up to uh, to Asia, uh, yeah, to beautiful ports in Singapore, Hong Kong, Japan, and then sail to uh, to uh, uh, San Francisco next year. And she has zodiacs on board. And she has well. zodiacs on board. Yes. Yeah. Ah, so so real exploration. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it it has an exploration feel to okay. it. Okay. Um, uh, but is a cruise ship. So. Uh, and Nico, the the fact that you work so hard across so many European countries, does that mean that this is a really international feel in terms of guest makeup? Absolutely. Uh, I think the international department started 10 years ago and at that time international represented 5% of the business. It's now 25% of the business where both the UK and the Netherlands are becoming more important for, uh, for Holt Mackline. And we are expanding uh, quickly uh, to other countries as well. Germany is becoming a bigger country for Holt Mackline as well. Uh, Belgium, Switzerland. So yes, we are definitely expanding in, uh, in the future. Good to hear, uh, and I look forward to seeing the rest of the ship. Thanks for inviting us on board. You're welcome. Thank you for inviting Thank you. That's all from us this week. Thank you to everyone who took part in this week's episode. Let us know what you thought across social media by using the hashtag ClearPod. And don't forget to keep up to date with all the latest industry insights by subscribing to the podcast. Thanks for listening. I've been Toby Cruz. Happy cruising.